Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You can create absolutely whatever you want for your life. It starts with your thoughts and the thoughts that you're thinking. So pick better thoughts. Pick thoughts that are really going to move you forward. And then it starts with consistent action. I mean, that was for me, I needed the container of consistency and taking action every day towards my goals and not giving up. That's it. That's the recipe, guys. Mindset, <laughs> consistent action, and not giving up until you reach the goal. Mm -hmm. And once I realized, oh, there's a formula for this and I can do it, I feel like I'm just starting now. I've been unstoppable for the last couple of years in terms of just moving things forward, helping more people, teaching more people this. Your brain's going to try to stop you. There's going to be mind drama. There's going to be other people. You're going to hit a bunch of walls. You're going to fail a hundred times. You're going to want to quit. But the key is not to quit throughout the practice. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Wendy, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here. I am a big fan of what you do. And so I want folks to find out what exactly it is that you do. So tell us. 
Yes. So I am a strategic transformational life and business coach, which means I basically help you get from point A to point B, get clarity on what your point B is, what it is you want to create for your life, and then get into action, massive action to make it happen. I love that. And so you are a coach, which I think is very unique because I don't think a lot of us see ourselves represented in this space still, but you're like an OG. You've been doing this for a long time. So take us back, take us back to, you know, before your career, before all that, like who was little Wendy? What did little Wendy want to do? Oh, that's so beautiful. I love talking about little Wendy. I don't get to connect with her much anymore. Um, I love it. Okay. Little Wendy was, you know, my parents are immigrants from Guatemala. So they came from Central America. Yeah. Viva, viva Guatemala. So I am like Chapina, as they like to call us. Uh, they came here to Los Angeles. I was born here and I started in school and little Wendy wasn't sure what she wanted to do. I think there was a time where I was uh, connected to becoming a lawyer. I knew I wanted to be a change agent in some form or fashion. And mm -hmm. I always tell the story of my my dad um, and how he inspired me. So when I was like seven years old, right, he started teaching me about Mayan culture, which is the Mayans are our ancestors in Guatemala, right? And the part of Guatemala we came from. And so he would tell me these amazing stories about the Mayans, that they built these pyramids, they understood the stars, they were excellent mathematicians, they had invented the number zero before the number zero was understood. They were talking about zero as a concept. And then when I was like seven years old, he looked at me and he said, you know, you come from a genius lineage. Like you're, there is genius in your blood. Your ancestors were inventing math and coming up with these amazing technologies. What are you going to do with your life? <laughs> no pressure, right? I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> you know, seven years old. I was like, okay, puppy. <laughs> um, he just instilled in me, I almost call it like a really positive brainwashing of like, you're, you come from an ancestry of geniuses. So you need to also, you know, do something profound with your life. So I always had this calling of I needed to do something big. Of course, I wanted to help people. So I thought that was in Nonprofit world is really what I started to aim towards in, in terms of college and graduate school. So I went to undergrad and to graduate school to focus on becoming a leader in the nonprofit arena. And then I found myself miserable, miserable in that space and dealing with depression and anxiety. And I had had bouts of depression for most of my teenage life. And so then I found coaching and coaching really saved my life. It really wow. Did. That's incredible. And I can so relate to this idea of feeling like you had it all figured out. And then when you did all the things you said you were going to do, you're just like, wait, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not how I thought I was going to feel. How does one start to reconcile those feelings? Because I can imagine there's a lot of internal conflict when you're like, oh, shit, the thing I thought I was supposed to do is not the thing. Now what do I do? It's an existential crisis. It is, right? And I, I remember being pissed off. <laughs> because everybody had told me, ¿verdad? Like, these are the seven things you do, and then you will have a happy life. Yeah. Yes. No, I did all <laughs> seven things. I checked off the list. I got good grades. I got into a good school. I got my degree. I got the dream job, what I thought mm -hmm. was like the dream position. And I was still miserable. So I was like, wait a minute. No, this is not fair. Damn it. I spent 10, 15 years of my life, right? And student loans that I'm still paying off now mm. for that dream that wasn't real. It basically wasn't real. Mm -hmm. um, I had dealt with depression and anxiety for most of my teens, like I said, and I was actually diagnosed as bipolar in my 20s because I had bouts where I had a lot of energy and get a lot of things done. And then days in bed where I just could barely even get myself out of bed. Some yeah. of that I'm now realizing was biological, like I have some metabolic issues going on. But a lot of it was mental because I was tired, like, for example, tired of the LA commute. I worked mm -hmm. in LA had to commute to downtown LA a lot from the Valley, which was like two hours in the car every day, an hour there, an hour back. Right. Um, I was tired of the long hours. I was tired of the low pay. Like when I actually started to get paid for the work and then I realized how many hours I was really working and I did the math, I was working close to 60 hours a week. Wow. And in the nonprofit world, I was making peanuts and I was mm -hmm. like, wait, this is it. And then I also looked at leaders in my arena, right? Leaders in the nonprofit. And they didn't seem very happy either. 
they were spending their weekends, you know, at events or doing board meetings or, yeah, I was just like, this is not the life that I want. I want to have kids one day. I want to get married. How am I going to ever see my kids? I want flexibility. I want freedom. I want to be able to make more money and like take a month off if I want without having to ask anybody else for permission for time off. You are speaking my language. Yeah. So none of that worked for me. (laughs) Can you think of like the one pivotal moment that you were just like, I need to make a change. And then what was that first step that you took to actually start to facilitate that change? Yeah. So I think what, what first like tipped me over was my boyfriend broke up with me. And he broke up with me because I was pretty miserable. I would have broken up with myself too. I was always complaining about like the commute and the work and all that kind of stuff. So he broke up with me. It spiraled me into a depression and then I couldn't get out of bed. And finally, my cousin said to me, you know, Wendy, you really need to do something about this. And I was like, I know I've been, you know, I've been to therapy. I had tried therapy at that point. I had tried medication. Like I had been on antidepressants. None of that was really working for me. So he said, why don't you go do this training thing? It's kind of like a Tony Robbins type of thing because everybody Mm. understands what a Tony Robbins thing is. Mm -hmm. And he even got me the tickets and he said, just show up for this thing and go with an open mind. And I went and it changed my life. I learned so many things in the world of transformation and personal development. First of all, I discovered this other world, different from therapy work, different than, you know, talking about my childhood or trauma This was a different entity and it was more action oriented and it gave me these tangible tools that I could implement the next day or the next week to actually move my life forward. And Mm. that was the beginning of me falling in love with the coaching world. So it really was from a downpour of like, I couldn't get myself out of bed for three days and somebody reached out. My cousin was like, girl, you need to take a shower and (laughs) you need to show up. Literally, like even to take a shower was like a big deal when you're that depressed, you just can't get out of bed. So he was like, yeah, first you go take a shower and then you show up for this thing. And he bought me the tickets. I don't even think I would have bought the ticket back then. I wouldn't have invested. It was like $200. But even Mm. the thought of investing $200 in my mental health or my personal development, right? That seemed outrageous. Like that was like, that's what rich people do. Right. Personal development is not necessarily a topic that we talk about growing up. Um, when you want to feel better about your life, you go to church and you talk to God yes. and you get it together and you go and pray and you go and light the velitas, right? So when you decide to go on this personal development journey, did you share what you were doing with your friends and family or did you feel like it was something you had to keep to yourself? Ay, Dios mío. Okay. This is a good question. <laughs> it reminds me of the drama that it was. <laughs> Uh, sharing it. So at the beginning, I was so excited that I was sharing it because I was like, listen, I found this thing and it's really working for my life. This is after I had done it for a couple of months. So Mm -hmm. I had started to see that it was actually working for me. And I wanted to share all the tools and everything. And the reactions I got were so negative. I mean, everybody from my mom to my tias to my friends were like, what is this thing that you're in? Oh my God, I think you're in a cult. Why are you talking that way? Why are you using those words? What is this? If it's meant to be, it's up to me. What? What is that? Like, why are you even saying that? And then I was also super happy and they hadn't experienced me in that sense of joy. They hadn't Mm. experienced joyful Wendy, right? Because they were used to depressed Wendy. And sometimes I think our family like likes to keep us in the space where they can control us. Like, Absolutely right? Like they're okay with you being a little depressed because then you're never going to leave the house. Mm. You're not going to really go after the thing that you want. You can stay with, you know, that idea of misery loves company. You can stay with other people that are also kind of living a mediocre life and are okay Mm -hmm. with it. And I had this awakening where I was clear I was going to go after whatever was next. I didn't Mm. know whether it was going to be coaching or staying in the nonprofit world, but I was like, I want better. I deserve better. I found the connection to my worthiness. So yeah, their reactions were really, really negative. And I did mm. a lot of crying over it. I had, I lost friends, people who left my life. I Now I see it all as gifts, right? And then I yeah. stopped talking to people about it. You know, to this day, girl, my mom still doesn't understand what I do. <laughs> she's like, how are you paying your bills? Are you in the mafia? <laughs> exactly. I'm doing good. She, but she's like, que eres consejera, pero psicóloga, pero no eres psicóloga. Like, she's like, I don't get it. You're a counselor, therapist, but what, but you don't have a license. And 
I'm like, mom, it's okay. She's like, ¿Pero te pagan por tus consejos? Like, you're just giving people, you know, your opinion. Yes, it's like you. Walter Mercado. Everybody knows they would just go on TV and watch him and get his advice. What's the difference? Exactly. What's the difference? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like Walter Mercado, mami. ¿Te voy a ver en Sábado Gigante? She loves Sábado Gigante. That show. Yo, that's so funny. It's okay. I have surrendered to their, they're probably never going to get it. A lot of my tías don't get it. A lot of my family and sometimes my friends don't even get it. And that's okay too. I'm just yeah. like, I've just surrendered to the fact that it's kind of like I speak Japanese and some people are going to get it and some people aren't. Yeah. Bye. I love that perspective. That's awesome. Okay. So you discover the world of coaching. I imagine at this point you're working with a coach. Yes. Right. And then yeah. you are inspired to become a coach. So talk me through what that transition looked like, especially when you're, you know, navigating this idea of like, am I going to have to let go of this identity that I built in the nonprofit world to create this new identity? How does one navigate that? Yeah. So I had at some point made the decision of like, this work is so profound. I have to share it with people. This is the work that I'm meant to do. And I fell in love with the work and the organization. I actually started working for the organization for a couple of years, but I kept my good paying nonprofit job, right? Because everybody was telling me, oh no, you can't leave your career. I mean, you get insurance. I remember that was a big thing. Like, right. what are you going to do about insurance, like health insurance? And you know, you have a 401k. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you have to stay because of the 401k. You know, all, stability, right? Which I think is really important for us as immigrants, like and, and children of immigrants and right. the immigrant mindset is this idea of like having stability because my parents came here with like $10 in their pocket, right? So wow. any anything above that, if I was making that consistently. So it took a while for me to fully step into, I am a coach and this is my identity. And I want to share this with the world, right? Like these tools that have saved my life. I literally feel like coaching saved my life. Um, these tools that have saved my life, I want to share with the, you know, the whole wide world and just get the, get the message out there. But it was a hard transition. It took me at least three, four years to get the courage to leave my job, leave the career. And you're right. It's not just a career. It's an identity. Yeah. You, at this point, I had student loans from undergrad, student loans from grad school, years of being looked at as like the good student that was doing the traditional thing. A lot of people understood the traditional thing. They support you when you're going down that road of college and education. And then they hear you're doing this entrepreneur thing and they're like, Kike, I don't understand. Like what and how is it connected to your degree? Because they just mm -hmm. want to hear how are you using your college right. degree to have moved you forward? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a lot to reconcile both from a, you know, a financial standpoint and also from just like the mindset standpoint. So Let's talk about how you now help your clients get to a place where they are taking action on the goals like you did, right? Because you found this world, you said, I need to be a part of this, and you started taking deliberate steps to make that a reality. I think a lot of folks get enamored by the idea of entrepreneurship, but they don't actually know what the hell they're signing up for. So would you give us a little bit of insight into your personal experience and how it has transformed you? Yes. Oh, yes. You're so right on that, that a lot of people get enamored with this idea. I mean, now when I started 16 years ago and I talked about entrepreneurship and coaching, people didn't really understand it, right? Yeah. Now there's a lot of people moving into entrepreneurship and coaching from this idea of it's going to be great. I'm going to work 20 hours and make... <laughs> $500,000 a year, you know? Right. And no, that is not the reality. <laughs> the reality is it's still hard work. It's just a different type of work. And mm -hmm. one of the things that you most have to work on, and this is why I think coaching is so vital, not just like, you know, an added benefit, but actually vital to the first couple of years of entrepreneurship at the foundation of any change is your mindset because your brain is going to fight you each step of the way every time. So it's very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. The first couple of years, my brain kept telling me, you can't do this. You don't know enough people. How are you going to get consistent clients? How are you going to pay your bills? And then it got worse when I got married and when I had kids and when I had a mortgage, it was like the voice got louder and louder and louder. And so the mindset tools that I practice, and this is what I teach my clients, is how to manage that brain, that inner voice that is telling you, I can't, this is too scary. Something bad's going to happen. What if I fail? And then you stay back and you don't move. How to manage that to move and shift into, yes, I can. I can take one step forward. 
And if I fail, it's okay. I'll add it to my list of failures that led to success. (laughs) I already know I'm going to fail like a hundred times before I get it right. So shifting that mindset, that is a particular thing that that I've gotten really good at. And the way I do it is through action, through taking consistent, radical action in your life to doing the thing, feeling the uncomfortable feeling and doing it anyways, whatever the thing is. And that's what builds the muscle. Yeah. That's what creates the change. I am so glad that you mentioned taking action, right? Because I think there's a lot of like that woo-woo spiritual manifestation bullshit that's out there that is just like, just think about what you want and focus on that and it's going to appear in your life, blah, 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 make a vision board. But it's like, wait a minute, is that enough? No. <laughs> Let me yell. I just, in fact, I just did a vision board event uh, recently, a workshop, and I'm pretty anti-vision boards. So this oh. is funny that you bring this up. Yeah. And I, and I told them all, I'm like, listen, I don't believe in just the making a vision board for the sake of having a vision board, right? Yeah. You make a vision board because you're using the pictures in it, the photographs to create an energy a vibration that you then step into. And it's that vibration that helps you take action, but you have to take action and you have to declare what you're going to do. And I had them all declare like an action step they were going to take towards something on their vision board. I couldn't let them go, which is like, here's the picture of the life that I want. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, think if you meditate, if you sit in thought that somehow your mindset is going to change. And I, this is what worked for me. What worked for me was taking action and not just taking action once, taking consistent action. I'm going to say that word again, consistency, consistent action over time. And then what I did is I proved to my brain that I could do it. So for example, my brain would say, Wendy, you can't go live on Instagram every (laughs) week. That's crazy. You don't even do your eyebrows. This is literally a conversation in my head. It's true. I don't, I don't do my eyebrows. Don't look at my eyebrows, but I don't do my eyebrows. I don't care enough to do my eyebrows. It's painful. I don't care. All right. I just choose not to invest. So my brain will tell me you're not pretty enough. You're not whatever, right? You're not tall enough, you're not experienced enough to go on Mm -hmm. Instagram live every week. Okay. So what I do is I say, thank you for sharing. That feels really uncomfortable. I'm going to do it anyways. I'm not going to fix my eyebrows, but I'm going to show up anyways. I'm going to feel the uncomfortable feeling and I'm going to do it because I know if I get through it, it's going to get easier. Right. Hmm. And then once I've done it for four weeks in a row, then I go back and this is really important. This is what having a coaching container can do for you is I go back and I show my brain, look, you did four IG lives and you didn't die. (laughs) You're still here. And nobody even commented on your eyebrows. There's not one comment, Wendy, about your eyebrows. (laughs) And that opens up my brain to like reality check. Oh, yes. Here's the proof that I can do something that my brain is telling me I can't do or it feels really scary, my feeling of fear. And I can make it to the other side. And so now I have a new thought instead of IG live is too scary for me. Now the new thought and feeling is I can do this and it's okay. And I'm going to keep doing it. And so that's how we prove to our brain. See, we prove to our brain through action that you can get to the other side. And that's how Mm. change is created. That's how you build your business, your mindset, whatever goal you have. That's how you reach your goal. Little steps like that. So what you're telling us is that you actually have to do scary shit. Hmm. But I don't want to, Wendy. I don't want to. I don't like how it feels. What do you have to say to that response? Here's what I have to say to that response. Yes. If you are going to be playing a bigger game in your life, if there's anything that you want that's outside of your comfort box, which is outside of what you currently have. So anything that you want to be different or new, or if you're going after something that is outside of your box, you're going to have to do scary shit. But here's the thing with fear. Here's what I remind us all, because I think we forget this. Fear is always going to exist in our life. There will always be fear. You know this. We know tons Mm -hmm. of millionaires that still experience fear on a regular basis. Fear, doubt, uncertainty. Those are emotions, feelings that are part of the human experience. So whether you stay in the safe nine to five job, 
or you do the entrepreneur thing, you're still going to experience fear. <laughs> Let me Facts. guarantee you. I, I bet money. We should bet money on this. Yeah. Two years from now, if I interviewed everybody listening to this and I asked them on a scale of one to 10, how many times did you experience fear in your life? The numbers are going to be similar. So there's still going to be pain, whether you go the traditional route of following whatever people are telling you you should do, or whether you go do your own thing. Mm-hmm. I think the difference with entrepreneurship is just that it's a, encapsulated in a small period of time. Like yeah. it's like more fear at a shorter period of time that we <laughs> feel, right? Because we're taking huge leaps. We're doing big tasks in our life. We're taking on big action steps. And that's yeah. also what, why our income exponentially grows also because it's exponential fear, exponential results. Yeah. yeah. So there's still going to be fear, girl. You might as well do the thing. Ugh, you might as well do the thing. And I love that you mention how entrepreneurship is almost like, <laughs> I imagine comparing it to like sorority pledging or something. It's just like, it's just super <laughs> intensive, like focus, you know, because you think about it, like you're creating the process versus trying to fit into an existing process, which is what a lot of us are trying to do with this nine to five corporate life, like the systems in place, you're trying to figure out where you fit in. And then sometimes you figure out, I don't even fucking fit in here at all, which is what happened to me. So then it's like, okay, wait, since I don't fit in here now I got to go create my own shit, it's a much heavier lift y'all. So this is why it feels so much scarier. It does feel scary. But here's the thing with fear. You can make it your friend. Mm. You can figure out how to feel it because it's not going to go away. This as right. I'm anti all of this like fearless living, no fear living, like, you know, no, there's still going to be fear <laughs> no matter what. So might as well make it your friend, but learn to feel it and still move forward. So how That's- do we do this? How do we start being BFFs with our fear? So first you can name it. <laughs> I have a process of my coaching where we name it. We give fear a name, right? I actually use, I don't know if you've heard this, the American Indian tale, the story of the two wolves. I don't think so. Have you heard this story? Okay. No. It's a powerful story. So it's a short story. Um, American Indian tale, the Cherokee grandfather is sitting with his grandson and the Cherokee grandfather is telling him the story. We all have two wolves inside of us. Lobos, wolves. Okay. Mm-hmm. One is kind and patient and loving, and the other wolf is easily angered, impatient, always looking for food, always ready for a fight, always ready to defend themselves. We both have these wolves always inside of us, and they're constantly fighting. Every Mm. day, there's an internal struggle. And the little grandson asks his grandfather, well, if they're always fighting, which one wins at the end of the day? And the grandfather says... The one that you feed the most mm. wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So who are you going to feed, right? So in this story of these two wolves, you can name these two wolves. And obviously the, the angry fighting wolf is also very fearful. That's why he's angry and fighting all the time, right? Because of fear. Yeah. So how do we then manage that fear? First, we have to accept it and embrace it, that it's there, and start to build a relationship with it, Right. And then we got to get into action. The more you can build the muscle of feeling it and doing it anyways, feeling the uncomfortable feeling, whatever the uncomfortable feeling is for you. And you can start small. You can start with, well, it's uncomfortable for me to go to the gym. Okay, let's do that this week. It doesn't even have to be directly related to your business. It could be something small. Well, it's uncomfortable for me to, you know, call my friend and talk on the phone. Great. Let's do that. There's some fear going on there. There's some uncomfortableness. And then your muscle gets stronger. The muscle of, oh, I can do this. I didn't die. I could do this. And then you start getting over the other side more. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're doing amazing things that you thought were impossible. That's how you get over fear. Love it. Okay. What do you say to folks who are on this like pity party train that's like, it's too late for me? All those things I wanted to do, the time has passed. I can't do it anymore. I'm too old. I'm too this. I have too many kids. I have too much debt. What's your take on that? Yeah. So I have a training that I actually do called the future self experience, where you actually get to talk to your future self. And even right now, as you're listening to this, I want you to think about you five years from now, 10 years from now. What do you want for your life? What do you see possible for your life? 
five years from now, 10 years from now? What excites you? What inspires you? Because I always say when people come to me with, oh, I'm too old, it's too late, the train passed me by, I say, well, let's talk to your future self and let's see what she wants. (laughs) Let's ask her (laughs) for coaching. Yes. Yes. Because I really believe there's a future self alive in you. Just like there's an 11-year-old alive in you right now or a five-year-old version of you, there is a 70-year-old version of you or 80-year-old version of you that's alive in you right now. You have a relationship with her. In fact, she tries to talk to you on a regular basis. You may not hear her. You may not listen to her. (laughs) You may not be paying attention to her, but she's there. And the more you build a relationship with her, the more you're going to gain insight. So I, I always say, well, let's talk to the future self version of you. Okay, so let's go to five years from now, right? It's 2027, June, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, 2027. Tell me about your life. And then what comes out is never this like, well, I'm miserable sitting behind the TV. <laughs> That's not what they say. It's always right. something like, well, you know, I could see myself traveling or I could see myself. And I'm like, That's it. There you go. She's yeah. telling you she wants more than what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, how are you going to align your actions today that's going to allow you to then create that future self? Exactly. I love- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Love it. Okay. Now, what do you say to the person that's like, but Wendy, I want to do all these things and I want to do them all at the same time. And like, if I don't work on all of them, then I can't work on any of them because then what's the point? <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I love, I love the creative brains. So one of my specialties <laughs> is coaching people on ADHD. And, and mm. one of the things I would say is it sounds like you might have an ADD type of brain <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that has a lot of ideas, which to me is a sign of intelligence. I was telling sure. you, I was diagnosed with ADD. I, I think it's a sign of intelligence. It means your brain is processing very quickly and that you like to have lots of doors open, right? Mm. Right. So one, I say you got to get in a coaching container. You got to get with a coach or some sort of container that helps you to make decisions, focus, and move things forward. Because in the present moment, you really can only work on one thing at a time. And then we do have to do some narrowing down. We can't start 10 projects and expect to have success with all 10 projects, right? So for some of those people, sometimes I say, let's do three projects. Like that's a big (laughs) deal to go from 10 to three. And let's start moving forward on the three. At the beginning, it is a little bit of an adventure. Like let's be adventurous and let's throw some spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. 
And then as we start to move forward, usually one project starts to emerge as the thing that, okay, this is what's starting to, you know, really click. But you do have to learn to manage your thoughts, your brain, stimulus. I teach on something called stimulus management, how to manage stimulus. Because the reason your brain is thinking of a thousand thoughts is because it's more stimulating Mm. to have seven projects in front of you that you're working on than it is to narrow down to one. So your brain's going to fight you on that. That's really important. That's Mm -hmm. really important to know. Yeah. I think those people, because I definitely identify with the ADD brain, is like those people also feel like if they're not constantly doing that somehow it's going to derail any aspirations that they have and they develop this toxic hustle mentality that makes it hard to rest. So how do you manage that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as I've moved in my entrepreneurial world into doing more groups and actually making more money and being more successful at affecting change in more clients and more women and more of the clients that I work with, I have more rest time because Mm. more rest is needed. Yes. Just like with anything, when you're building something, if you think back to those of you that are moms, when you had a child, you know, it's a lot on your body. It's a lot of work, but it was also a lot of rest. I mean, it was laying down and taking naps. And when you were pregnant, right, it was getting ready to like give birth and you spent, if you were on bed rest or there was just more resting time because your body was preparing for what was going to come, the birthing of this. The same thing with ideas. You absolutely need rest. In fact, inspiration comes when your brain is fully rested. That's so true. Yeah. So it's really important to have to have the rest time. So what what I do with my clients and we do this in Inspired Action Tribe, my group program also is we specifically schedule out self-care or rest. For me personally, you want to hear what I do? This yes. is shocking to people. Like people are always like mouths drop, but I'm like <laughs> this is my life. I take a full day off from my life every 8 weeks. Oh, yes. I take a full day off. And I'm talking about not just from work, from my kids, from my husband, from the housework, from everything. And I do whatever I want. If I want to stay in bed and watch Netflix, if I want to go to the beach and sit and journal, if I want to get a nice Airbnb for the day, (laughs) whatever I want, because I've started to realize that if I don't take the day off consciously, my body will take it unconsciously. And then I end up you know, having a sick day or canceling or feeling like I'm mentally burnt out. Mm -hmm. So I schedule it in every eight weeks and I make sure, you know, my kids are taken care of. I let my husband know. I'm like, I'm taking a Wendy day. Don't come into my room. (laughs) (laughs) Can you take the kids out of the house all day today? And I just exit my life for a day. So beneficial for my brain to rest, to like be able, and I don't feel any guilt. This is what I hear from a lot of people like, but don't you feel bad? You're taking a whole Sunday just for yourself. No, (laughs) this is what I need. I absolutely 100% need to have this time off on a regular basis. Yeah. So I schedule it in. That's incredible advice. And so I started doing that too. As an entrepreneur, I said, you know what? Ain't nobody gonna force me to do PTO if it's not me. So, you know, we're doing, we're taking PTO once a quarter, we're taking a week off because at that point, it's like, if I'm burnt out, that's my damn fault. It's not my boss's fault. It's not HR's fault. It's my fault. Cause I'm not building that time off. So you have to be proactive about that. it. <laughs> I love that. Who's my boss? It's me. Let me check in with myself. Yeah, right. If I can get some paid time off. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. I like the whole week, girl. I'd like to work up to that. Let me work Listen. up to that. Listen, okay. I did six weeks off last year. Yeah. Six weeks off. And I'm like, I don't know if I could ever go back. Like, this is magical, you know, just like taking that pressure off of yourself, always having to achieve and do and do and do is something that I've been so accustomed to being, you know, being a side hustler for eight years before making the transition. And now I'm just like, I just want to be more. Like, I just want to exist. I just want to enjoy the fruits of my labor and just like not always be checking some shit off a box. Exactly. And everything starts from who you're being. Everything. One of the things I teach in coaching is be, do, have. For those of Mm. you that have never heard that, it's the concept that everything starts with your beingness, your thoughts, your feelings, and then you move into the doing. But really, we are human beings, not human doingnesses all the time. (laughs) 
So yes. we need the B part. And then the results are last. The results come from your thoughts and feelings and then your actions, right? Mm. But who you're being is most important. I love that. Let's teach rest, man. <laughs> we should have like a rest boot camp. And we all Hell get together yeah. and nap. Like, oh, <laughs> do a snap. Sign me up, please. Sign me up for that. <laughs> Okay. I want a retreat that it's just like, literally, we just sleep for three days. That's it. Yes. Like everybody comes in their pajamas and we just stay in bed. Oh my God. That would I'm be here so for it. This revolutionary adult slumber party where we're just yes. going to sleep. Okay. So I would love to know how your life has personally changed by becoming aligned with your purpose, right? Because I think that's something that a lot of us want and we don't necessarily give ourselves permission to experience that. So I'd love for you to share how that has personally transformed you. Wow. I mean, everything in my life has transformed from the awakening of, you mean I don't have to do it <laughs> this structured way? that this way that my parents told me or that society is telling me. Mm -hmm. And even though I've already invested tons of money, time and energy in building that life, I don't. And also realizing what really does make me happy, right? I, yeah. I looked at my vision board the other day because of this training that I did. And I brought out my vision board from 10 years ago and everything on there has happened. Wow. Everything. In fact, everything on that board had happened like five years ago. And so the immediate thought that I had now was, dang, Wendy, you were dreaming too small. You should have dreamt bigger. <laughs> Which, you know, I can only have that thought now, right? Yeah. From the place that I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But really realizing, I mean, this is profound. And this is going to sound like, oh my God, everybody tells you this, but it's so true. You can create whatever you want for your life. Yes. You can create absolutely whatever you want for your life. It starts with your thoughts and the thoughts that you're thinking. So think, pick better thoughts, pick thoughts that are really going to move you forward. And then it starts with consistent action. I mean, that was for me, I needed the container of consistency and taking action every day towards my goals mm -hmm. and not giving up. That's it. That's the recipe, guys. That's it. Mindset, <laughs> consistent action and not giving up until you reach the goal. Mm -hmm. And once I realized, oh, there's a formula for this and I can do it, then it's like, you know, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm just starting now. Like yeah. I've, I've been unstoppable for the last couple of years in terms of just moving things forward, helping more people, teaching more people this, holding the container for them to practice this, right? Because of course, your brain's going to try to stop you. There's going to be mind drama. There's going to be other people. You're going to hit a bunch of walls. You're going to fail a hundred times. You're going to want to quit. But the key is not to quit throughout the, the practice. So, I mean, everything, I'm, I'm now talking to you for my dream home <laughs> that I created because of the actions that I took over the last few years. I have three beautiful children. The twins totally came from my mindset work and manifestation work. I've done fertility stuff. I mean, all of that. I've created the life that I want. And it could all be gone tomorrow and I would be okay. Because mm. it's not the physical things, right? It's the journey that I've been on. I yeah. could create it again. That's the beauty. Once you learn that you really have control over your life, you can create whatever you want based on your thoughts. Even if all of this disappeared tomorrow, I could create the same life I have now again if I want to, because mm -hmm. it was created from me, from my thoughts, from my energy. It would take time, but I, I could do it again. That is power. That is absolutely powerful. I want to know, how do you know whether you've just not given something enough time to blossom versus when you should walk away because it's just not working? Almost with everyone, I tell them you haven't given enough, enough time. Okay. <laughs> so in my experience, entrepreneurs especially give up way too soon. Give up way too soon. So I ask, have you tried it a hundred different ways? And I literally am like, show me the hundred different ways you've tried it. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, I've tried 20 different ways, Wendy. And I'm like, well, that's a lot, but let's get to 100. Let's get to 100. And even if you decide it didn't work, I'm going to pivot. What you learned from all of those failures, from all of that experience, from trying and figuring out this didn't work, that's going to be huge. But I'm a big believer that it's not trying to find the right puzzle piece that fits. It's making it fit, right? You're not looking for like a puzzle piece that has the exact fit. Like, oh, this is the type of entrepreneur that I need to have, or this is the exact marketing that's going to work. 
or this is the exact product that I should be selling. It's more of I'm a piece of Play-Doh and I need to find another piece of Play-Doh, right? The other piece of Play-Doh needs to mold into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people give up way too soon. 90% of entrepreneurs don't make it because they gave up, not because it wasn't the right product or it wasn't the right fit for them, or it just wasn't going to work in the market or whatever. They yeah. just gave up too soon. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you there. And I think it's a reminder of, again, you have to create that process. It doesn't exist. Like trying to retrofit somebody else's shit into what you're doing. You can take inspiration. You can take some hints. You can take some pointers. You can take a piece of their process. But at the end of the day, your journey is going to be completely 100% yours. And the sooner you embrace the idea that you cannot copy somebody else's thing and expect to create exactly what they've created, the better off you'll be because you'll be focusing on what you can actually do for yourself. 100%. And that boils down to you being you. You yeah. being connected to you. That's it. You get yeah. to be, you know, authentically yourself, which you Absolutely. already are. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to know if you have a favorite mantra or affirmation or anything to that extent that is like the one thing that you lean on over all else. So I don't really love mantras and affirmations either. <laughs> I don't love vision boards and I don't love affirmations. Only because they teach us that things are easy and simple Mm. and they're not easy and simple. There is no simple visual aid or simple um, mantra that you can say that's going to completely shift your your brain, right? But I do believe in the energy behind a mantra or an affirmation and the vibration of that and where you feel that in your body and that moving you forward and that inspiring you. So I have a belief it's like a mantra or an affirmation, but it is a really strong belief that I'm 100% responsible for my life. 100% responsible for everything that happens in my life that has happened up until now and everything that will happen in the future. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's all me. So no matter what my result is outside, I never point the finger at anybody else. Well, I try not to. I'm a human being. So, you know, <laughs> I mess up. The you know, if people mess up my order at Mickadies, I do sometimes point the finger at the woman behind the counter and be like, listen, I asked for French fries with no salt. These have salt. But usually I go back to pointing the finger at myself and say, okay, Wendy, where'd you miss the boat? What could you have done differently? Obviously, you didn't communicate clearly to this McDonald's woman that you wanted no salt because it didn't land with her. So I really try to you know, stick to uh, looking inward and shifting myself into whoever I need to be to get the result outside in the world that I need versus going into victimhood mode, right? Of, oh, it's society. Oh, it's the school system. Oh, it's the patriarchy. Oh, it's, and all of that exists. It's just not a powerful stance to have in life, Mm -hmm. to come from a place of life is happening to me. That doesn't make me feel empowered. That doesn't inspire me. Life is happening to me. So my belief is, no, I'm creating life in everything that I do. I create all of my results. So if I had one mantra, it would be, I'm responsible for it all. Mm. From an empowered place, by the way, not from a like, oh man, that's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that that perspective. And I think it's really, it's how a lot of people that I, I have seen achieve success, live their lives, right? Like it's understanding that, yes, there are societal things at play. There are cultural things at play. There's the patriarchy and the government and all that stuff, but there's so much power in what you can do as an individual person. And when you focus your energy on that, it's a powerful energy to show up in the world with. So yes, it's also where growth lives. It's also where growth is, right? It's looking at yourself and shifting yourself into who you need to be. And growth is so powerful. Absolutely. Wendy, I love this conversation. love everything that you're about. And I want folks to be able to find you, follow you, uh, find out about all the ways that there are to work with you. So please tell us where we can find you and how do you connect with your you know, potential clients and what do you work on these days? Yes, yes. Well, right now we have Inspired Action Tribe, which is my group coaching program. And so that should have the doors open either now or soon. The door should be open. You can find me on Instagram. So if you follow me at, at Wendy Amara, that is my Instagram handle at Wendy Amara. And then you can also go to my website to find out more information about 
workshops, trainings. I, I do a webinar called um, The Future Self Experience. I also take on a few private clients at times. And I also have a mastermind. The mastermind is by invitation only. I'd have to get to know you a little bit, but definitely hit me up. Um, I offer free 30-minute consultations um, if you want to know any information about me. My website is wendyamara.com. So you just go to wendyamara.com and you can fill out an information form to do a free 30-minute introduction session with me. And definitely DM me on Instagram. Follow me and DM me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active these days. I love it. Wendy, thank you so much for being a leader in the coaching space, especially as a Latina. I think we need so many more faces and women who we can really connect with, not just on you know a surface level, but just having that cultural understanding and nuance of the unique things that we struggle with as part of our community. I think it's such a powerful asset that you have as a coach. And I just love everything that you're doing. So kudos to you and all of your success and um, all the work that you do to transform lives. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the work you're doing. Yes, you are my sister in transformation. And, you know, we're on the same path. For Thank sure. you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.